We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB All-America Podcast. I'm Bill Trochi, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, Lead College Football Writer at SportingNews.com. Bill, Week 3 is upon us. Can we get more excitement than we had in Week 2? It's it's going to be difficult. No, there's the schedule. You know, every time – so I had, we had an old editor once. I had one when I was coming up through the ranks, and that he said, never say that the week is terrible. You know, that, but this is a bad schedule. So, like, you can't say it because when you say it like last week, you get 17 point underdogs winning games. And, you know, I, I will admit the the big matchup of the week, Miami at Texas AM, you want to see the Aggies undefeated here, but that's not how it works. They lose to App State. Now it, it becomes a desperation game of sorts for the Aggies. So, I mean, that's one. Michigan State, Washington's very intriguing to me. But by and large, yeah, you it's just this one of those kind of weeks, let's get it to conference play, basically, right? Because most teams are playing their third non-con game this week. Yes, and a reminder to our listeners, if there is some sort of crazy upset, crazy play, crazy situation happening, Bill and I will hop on a, a Twitter for a Twitter spaces, a Sporting News Twitter spaces. We broke down the wild Texas Alabama game, the the finish, the crazy fourth quarter last Saturday had a lot of people listening in. That was a lot of fun. So we are, we will be on standby Saturday uh, since we don't have like a a marquee game. The Miami, Texas A&M game doesn't kick off until nine o'clock. So the finish of that one will be post midnight. Not sure we're going to jump on at post midnight, but uh, if there is some, uh, if Notre Dame goes down to zero uh, and three against Cal, we may have to hop on uh, mid afternoon for that one. Bill, let's start with the game that we have referenced: Miami at Texas A and M, nine o'clock, uh, nine o'clock kickoff on Saturday night. Uh, ESPN game. Uh, you know, the pressure starting to build a little bit on Jimbo. You know, everyone has pointed out uh, 2020, they had that one loss and they had a great season, finished number five. Every other year he's been in College Station, four losses. I saw this stat floating around through 50 games. Kevin Sumlin had a better record at Texas A&M than Jimbo Fisher. 
and they both had a win against Alabama. Sumlin, of course, lasted 77 games before he was let go. Uh, what are your thoughts on A&M and the pressure on them to bounce back from their loss to Appalachian State last week? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was a bad loss. It, it really was. Um, you know, just having that happen in that environment, letting App State play keep away, scheduling App State in the first place. That's my rant. Like, I, I already had that rant. Don't schedule App State if you're a Power 5 athletic director unless you want. Here's what you're volunteering for when you're saying, hey, hey, Sean Clark, come on down. You're volunteering <laughs> this. You're going to drive your fans crazy because they're going to look at that and be like, why, why are we playing them? Two, you're going to be in for a close game because the last six times App has played a Power 5 opponent, it's been seven points or less. And three, you might lose. You know, North Carolina could have lost. South Carolina did lose. Michigan knows how it feels. Um, so Texas A&M and Michigan are, are – yeah, you just don't do it. Don't schedule them. They, they are – I'll ask you this question. It's interesting to me not to get too far off topic, but – who is App State if it was a basketball tournament? Is it Butler? Is it Gonzaga? I think they're like the Butler of college football. I don't want to play them. That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, but that's okay. That's AM's problem this week. They're still probably going to talk about App State. And now they're playing Miami, who's a very good team with a very good quarterback and a very efficient offense under Mario Cristobal that's going to come into College Station and not be afraid. So I think the biggest thing, and I don't know if you noticed this, Texas A&M has got to get their offense going. I mean, that's what what do they need to do, Bill, to get how do their you, offense how, going? How do you not notice that? <laughs> right. I mean, they they lost seventeen to fourteen. They had a kickoff return for a touchdown. They had their offense with Haynes King at quarterback scored one touchdown against a defense that gave up sixty one po- sixty three points the week before. How do you explain that? Right. I mean, it's just, it's, it was miserable and they allowed 
They they didn't convert third downs. Their quarterback play was rough. They're not getting the ball in the hands of their receivers. So there's a long checklist. That's why I think in this game early, whether it's uh, Smith or Evan Stewart, that they get the ball in the hands of their playmakers, whether it's a reverse or a trick play, and you get that crowd into the game early. I know that's like a cliche, but as like a as a qualified youth football offensive play caller, um, that's what I would do. I would do something fun early to get the crowd into it because that that crowd's been what have they been doing they've been moaning and complaining all week but do something like that and then you go from there and try to get out early on the hurricanes who again it's it's not a great matchup for for a&m at all i, I mean they you've got a pretty good quarterback in tyler van dyke on the other side that, that doesn't turn the ball over and he's completing over 70 percent of his passes right now and when do you go to max johnson like when do you you know he's got experience, and clearly Haynes King is not moving that offense right now. I mean, I'm guessing he's on a short leash this week. Yeah, I mean that that's a big thing, and and Max Johnson has experience in the SEC, like you said, a winner at LSU. Um, there'll be boo birds out of Haynes Haynes King struggles early, so you know get getting the running game going. Texas A&M shouldn't be averaging less than four yards a carry. I, I mean these are. And there's a lot of people dogging Jim Jimbo's offense right now. And, and does Jimbo's offense work? And that was going on since Florida State after Jameis left. A lot of people have picked on his quarterback play ever since. So it's a long checklist for the Aggies. And, and the, to think that they could go from number six in the country and play in Alabama in October 8 in like the game of the year, which I wrote that is the game of the year, given the offseason back and forth to there's a scenario where they could be what one and three they could lose to Miami turn around lose to Arkansas next month or next week and then you're going to Alabama with like a two and three record good luck with that so yeah it's it's a really tough spot to be in if you're an Aggies fan on the other side, Miami, we don't really know what to expect. They played two kind of inferior opponents uh, that pulled away kind of late in, in their second game, but were never threatened. Uh, looked terrific in the first game of the season against, I think it was Bethune-Cookman, uh, put up 70. Um, you've done some research on the Canes, Tyler Van Dyke, uh, Mel, Mel Kuyper's, uh, I read some good story on ESPN today uh, by David Hale. Uh, Mel Kuyper was quoted in there, said, you know, he's got him as his number three quarterback right now, uh, but he's only started about nine games. Uh, he needs he needs some more experience. These are showcase games, and uh, Kuyper, along with a lot of NFL scouts, will be watching closely on Saturday night. You know, they have Josh Gaddis as the offensive coordinator, and I, I bet Josh Gaddis, if he talked about, has to be in love with what he has down there at Miami because he has a good quarterback and he has a lot of players that can make plays. He always talks about speed and space, and that's what they do. They average nine yards a play, and I know the competition is what it is, but when you have two good backs like Henry Parrish, Thaddeus Franklin, you got good receivers around Tyler Van Dyke and a good offensive line, and you can start getting nine yards per play, it's kind of like this is what – we've been waiting for with Miami is that super explosive offense. Now, can they go into a road venue and do it? Um, that isn't a road venue, like with all due respect to Florida state and North Carolina and Pitt. Um, when A&M's rocking, it's, it's really tough to play there. So we'll see if Miami can go in there and, and do that. So 
yeah, it, it, it is to me. This is less. This game for some reason is less about A and M and more about Miami because I, you know, Jimbo. People are going to complain about him no matter what. But if Miami wins this game, I'm going to be impressed with them. I'm going to think they're probably a top ten team, and maybe they create something real that we can watch in a couple months when they go to Clemson. Yeah, I think the early part of this game will be important. If A and M feels like, uh oh, here we go again. You know, if it, even that t- there's a hundred thousand people, you can feel the tension. If it's seven nothing, if it's ten nothing, and oh goodness, what is happening? Are we? It was App State not just a fluke? Like, and then the pressure starts to build. Right. Right. Um, and, and that's it's going to be a good game. I, I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, are we doing? Are we supposed to pick these or do we wait? If it's one of your four, we can wait. Uh, A&M is five-point favorite. Um, it's not one of my four. It's uh, not one of my four. So I would probably take Miami. I just can't get the vision out of my head. I watched a lot of that App State game. and They just couldn't do anything on offense. I got Miami winning outright in, in a close one. I think it's going to be a lot of – but because A&M's got their back against the wall and is desperate, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to feel like one of those really good bull games. I, I think I put 30 to 27 as the score. Um, definitely like the Canes to cover, but, you know, we'll go from there. One thing, uh, it was uh, the infamous Miami Cotton Bowl, uh, you know, misbehavior back in the day when the U was the U, Michael Irvin and all that. That was against Texas A&M, was it not? I thought it was Texas that they had like the billion yards and penalties. But they, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they haven't played often, but, um, you know, I looked it up the home and home. They, they did a home and home and like, I got it right here. They 2000, 2007, 2007, 2008, Miami swept a home and home. So it's one of those matchups that I feel like has happened more than it has. And, and I kind of like it. It'll be cool to see the uniforms up against each other. And, um, could be worse. Could be watching something worse at 9 p.m. on a Saturday. Now that'll be good. Another good night game to keep an eye on, though. Michigan State at Washington. Washington, a one-point favorite. A little surprised by that. Uh, games on ABC. Um, you know, Washington really struggled last year. Four and eight. Um, they only averaged 21 points, 21.5 points per game. Um, they've scored 45 and 52 Thanks to, uh, in part, uh, Indiana transfer Michael Penix taking over a quarterback. He's healthy through two games, but obviously competition has not been stiff with Kent State and Portland State. Um, tell me what you think uh, we'll see Saturday out of this game. Uh, Michigan State going on the road for the first time. Uh, it should be should be a fun one. Here's a couple fun facts about this game um, before we even get to the actual game. So these two haven't played since 97 when Washington won the Aloha Bowl. Remember the Aloha Bowl? Um, Nick Saban was Michigan State's coach at the time. I went and to I, that game. Was that I in Hawaii? I kid you not. I was at that Aloha Bowl. <laughs> what were you doing at the night? Forget the I game. Was, I want to hear this story. I was covering Vanderbilt uh, basketball, and we were out there for the Rainbow Classic, which is uh, you know the Maui's right. in November, the Rainbow Classic, which is now something else called something else. Uh, was the basketball tournament over Christmas. Uh, and uh, so we flew out there. And uh, Christmas Day, there were no basketball games. We went to the game. We bought it. We were go. eating hot dogs. It was our Christmas Day dinner uh, in the stands. Washington, yeah, Nick Saban and Michigan State take on Washington. Had a ball. It was, it was my first bowl game that I had attended in person and happened to be 
in that's Honolulu. amazing very cool <laughs> it does it says christmas day 1997 so that is dead on uh, I now I, I i'm guessing you weren't at cal <laughs> on october 5th 1957 which is the last time michigan state has won a true road game at a pac-12 school wow and that is something that big 10 and pac-12 fans know that when they get you as a big 10 fan you are always leery when your school goes out and plays at the Pac-12 school because it's just harder. It is, you know, and um, this, this is, this is why this is such a big for um, huge statement game for the Spartans, because it's an opportunity to go to a place where Washington is favored. That caught my attention. No, no, about you like four point favorite. Yeah. That's got my attention because Washington is unproven new coach transfer quarterback hasn't played anybody. And Michigan State, I think, is a known commodity with Mel a little bit. Um, so this this will go into the whole Mel Tucker toughness thing. They did win at Miami last year. And if they can go out to Washington and win, that would tell me that they're they're at least a top 10 team, at least. And maybe even serious about competing for something more. Yeah, they've getting uh, you know, they had to replace Kenneth Walker the third. Jalen Berger's averaging uh, 114 yards on the ground. That was a question. Uh, they had the uh, transfer from Colorado as well in the backfield. And, you know, they've only played two two MAC teams thus far, but um, their quarterback's experienced. I, I covered them in the in the uh, Chick-fil-A Bowl last year. They look good. Like they had a, a lot of guys back. I don't know. I, I'm really surprised uh, that Washington is favored. Yeah, I like Michigan State in this game. I do. I think it's not going to be easy, but I think the defense gets after Penix a little bit. And I think that two headed running game, the one thing they've got to avoid is Peyton Thorne was a little loose with the football last week. And if that happens in a road environment like Washington, I mean, saw it in the NFL last night, right? Or Monday night. I'm sorry. Denver um, stepped into it in Seattle with Russell. I mean, when that crowd out there, it's for whatever reason, it's a tough place to play. So, and it, it translates to college too. So fun game, but I, I picked the Spartans to win. I, and I, you know, first win out there since 57 or whatever, but they're going to have to, you know, this is a spotlight game to me for Michael Penix because he's been in and out of the limelight and in the COVID year, he was definitely in the limelight. If he has a big game, the Huskies, I mean, that's just even better for the Pac-12. For the second straight week, they could have a school in the spotlight win big. Yeah, no doubt. I'm happy for him. He's been injured so much and everything, and uh, it's good to see him off to a good start out at Washington. Um, Some other interesting notes from the week three slate. I don't know if you noticed, but three teams have a chance to match or exceed their over-under win total for the season. Duke, Kansas and Vanderbilt uh, Duke can match their over under at three and Kansas was 2.5. They're going for their third win. They're going to be at Houston uh, Vanderbilt going for their third win. Their over under was 2.5. Uh, they're at Northern Illinois. Uh, Vanderbilt is uh, like a two point dog at Northern Illinois. And I think Duke plays NC a and T which they will be heavily favored to win that game. What about Mike Elko at Duke? What do you think? Riley Leonard. I mean, great job so far. A surprising result last weekend. I mean, this is a as far as first-year coach grades go, he's definitely on fire. I mean, North Carolina is a place to be. Um, I think 
Andrea Adelson tweeted this stat. I mean, it's first time in like forever that Duke, NC State, Wake, and North Carolina are all two and zero. I mean, clearly a football state there. That's right. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, it's it's cool to see. So uh, very good for Duke and um, very good for Kansas. I mean, beating West Virginia, Lance Leopold. It kind of we talked about it on yesterday's show about how he was a candidate maybe for Nebraska. And it's just what world are we living in where Kansas's <laughs> coach is the candidate to maybe be the right fit to be Nebraska's head coach? I don't know. It's definitely not the world I grew up in. And could they convince him to come? Yeah, can uh, they sell him? On that? <laughs> uh, another interesting note, Bobby Petrino returns to Arkansas as the head coach of Missouri State and the FCS uh, 10 years after he was unceremoniously fired following a uh, a scandal, lying about an affair with a, a woman who he hired within the athletic department. Um, that was one of uh, several inglorious exits Petrino has made in his career. But as you and I were talking about, the guy can coach. He's got a, a team that was uh, one in 10 when he was hired. Uh, they've uh, a couple years ago. They are now ranked number five in the F, latest FCS poll. Two and zero this year. Eight and four last year. The guy knows his ball. Yeah, there's a picture of him on the, the in the neck brace on the internet. If you haven't seen it, everybody's seen it. And everybody's. Seen I it. think I think it's just such the wrong image of him. It's actually if there's an image of him, it's like drawing up an offensive play. Um, no, Ryan Mallett took them to a Sugar Bowl. He had Darren McFadden. They had exciting teams. Well, he, he may have not had Darren McFadden. Might have been Houston Nutt. But anyway, they, they were good teams at Arkansas. They were good teams at Louisville. And you can clearly coach. Um, personality is what it is with him. And maybe that's obviously gotten him into some trouble and some stops. But I think he may get a warmer-than-expected reception at Arkansas. At least he should because they were a pretty good team when he was there. I think he went – I think I read he went back in 2019 to the Arkansas Touchdown Club and, and, and you know, was a speaker and apologized for all his misdeeds and things like that. So, yeah, he might get a, a warmer welcome than people might expect. We shall see. Um, also, the uh, 15th anniversary of ULM visiting Alabama. Uh, ULM comes back. Uh, 15 years after beating Nick Saban in the Crimson Tide 21-14. And Nick had this unfortunate quote after the game. I don't know if you remember, but he said, uh, let me read it to you. Changes in history usually occur after some kind of catastrophic event. It may be 9-11, which sort of changed the spirit of America relative to a catastrophic event. Pearl Harbor got us ready for World War II or whatever. And that was a catastrophic event. And I don't think anyone in this room would have bet that we could lose back-to-back games to Mississippi State or ULM. No disrespect to either one of those teams. That quote got uh, Mr. Saban in a little hot water, but uh, I think he's made amends since. Yeah, he has. And, and rather you, I mean, <laughs> foreshadowing in a certain way. I mean, they've <laughs> been the best dynasty ever since like in a lot of ways since that season um they're going to crush them and i think they're going to definitely beat them given how close last week was i think this will look a lot like the utah state game did where business in and out bryce young has a huge first half i i would take the points that i would take alabama in the 49 because i think they're going to come out and just blow them out oh yeah i mean 
the Alabama players are going to be so glad to hear that whistle for the, right. the start of the game. <laughs> they know they don't have to practice anymore after last week's um, sort of subpar performance at Texas. Just sloppiness. I mean, give Texas credit, but just the sloppiness on Alabama uh, is something that Saban is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm guessing they had a brutal week of practice in Tuscaloosa. All right. So let's get to our confidence contest. But before we do that, uh, I'm going to ask you a trivia question, Bill. All right, mm-hmm. like I do every week. I don't want you to answer it till the end of the show, but I want you to mull it over. Um, it has to do with the guy who is in the news this week, Mr. Scott Frost. Oh, no. When Scott Frost went 13-0, 13-0, remember those days? Scott Frost went 13-0 at UCF. Who did he beat in the bowl game? Don't answer. Just think about that. All right. Uh, who did Scott Frost beat in 2017 when UCF won their national championship? Not the national championship, but their national championship. Um, who did they beat in the bowl game? All right, let's go to the confidence contest. Last week you had a big lead. A big lead. I trimmed it a little bit. Uh, the way the contest works is it's a, it's a bowl-style confidence pool. We pick four games a week. Any game we want uh, against the spread – uh, it's four points, three points, two points, one point as far as confidence goes. If you get the one, you know, you get as many points uh, as you assign if you get that game right. We both went one and three last week against the spread. That's not good. But I hit my four-pointer, which was Washington State at Wisconsin. Not only did they cover easily, they actually won the game. Uh, you hit your one-pointer, Bill. Hawaii plus 51. They needed almost all 51, but it was <laughs> you close. Called it. it was close. You called it. You got well, it. Yeah. And here's another thing. So we, we do the weekly picks against the spread at Sporting News. I was here. Here's an interesting stat for you. I was six and 10 last week, six, 10 and one, which isn't great. I was 0 and three in overtime mm. games that I had the cover. So like if BYU makes the field goal in regulation, I get that cover. Mm-hmm. If Tennessee just closes pit out, got that cover. If um, Houston beats Texas Tech and, and even just kicks a field goal, you know, like it just those I was over three and OT this weekend, which drove me crazy because that that's the difference between like six and ten and six and seven isn't too bad. Um, so hopefully doing better this week. And you had one of those heartbreaks last week as well. Yeah, I did, lost North Carolina by half a point, Army by one point. And, yeah, by the way, that Texas Tech game, Texas Tech had to convert a fourth and 20 right, to keep that game alive. And then they ended up they ended up winning and covering. So uh, scoreboard for the season, Bender, 10 points, Trochi, six points as we go. Um, since I won last week, I will pick first. I will give my picks first. I'll do my four-pointer, your four-pointer, three, two, one. We'll go down the list. My four-pointer, BYU getting three and a half at Oregon. Um, I like, you know, I watched that, like you said, watched that uh, Baylor-BYU game. That was a hard-fought game. They got great offensive line, defensive line. It's a mature team. Jalen Hall is a great quarterback. Uh, Oregon, we don't know what we're going to see. But, you know, I can't get that Georgia game out of my head. That was that was not pretty. Uh, BYU getting three and a half on the road. Um, I think that's my four pointer. I feel good about that one. That's a good one. Um, I'm, re- I'm taking a risk here. Um, 
with my four pointer. A risk I'm, at four. Okay, let's see I it. I do because I want the team to prove it. I want Penn State to go down and prove it and win by three at Auburn. Mm. And I think Penn State's got some good pieces. I do. I like Nick Singleton at running back. I like tight end. I'm not as high on TJ Finley at quarterback for Auburn. I want to see Penn State prove it, go down to an SEC school, win on the road with Sean Clifford or Drew Alar. I don't care who the quarterback is. I want to see him go down and do it. And um, I think they're the better team. They were a better team last year, even with some really bad officiating mixed in. But uh, I'm going to go Penn State minus three, and that'll be my four this week. Yeah. They uh, should have lost to Purdue, by the way. Just just so you know, they should have lost to Purdue. My three-pointer. This is sort of a cliche pick, but uh, I'm taking Nevada plus 23 at Iowa. And the I knew you were going to do this. that this morning. <laughs> I, you start, when you mentioned it in our meeting this morning, I'm like, well, there's one of his picks. You could tell, right? Right. Is Iowa going to score 23 points? And, this uh, season? You know, the, <laughs> in this game. All I need is for them to not score 23 in this game. I mean – I watched. I've watched a lot of both of their games. As a matter of fact, and it just it doesn't. It's not getting better, and I, they they haven't switched quarterbacks. Um, it's. Did you see the Brian Ferentz thing? By the way, that was floating oh, it, around. It's it's messy. It was messy. They were asking <laughs> Ferentz Brian Ferentz questions at Big Ten Media Day. It's it's not good. It's not have, good. No. Uh, um, that's a lot to add. I mean, if Nevada scores even one touchdown, we're talking 30 points for Iowa. Are they going to score 30 points in a game? They'd need 31 points if Nevada scores one touchdown. I think their max point total in a game is like 38. Like max, like everything goes right. Like they're not hitting 40. So you, right. you might be in pretty good shape there. I think um, so. Uh, so that's my three-pointer. Nevada's getting 23 at one of the worst offenses in the country. I'm going to go USC minus 12 and a half. I'm going to keep riding this Lincoln Riley machine. Mm. Fresno State's a good team, but Mm -hmm. they're coming off a heartbreaker. USC will score 40 points in every game this year, probably. They're capable of doing that. And they've bulled through two spreads the first two weeks. I like teams that are – you know they're they're not going to cover every game, but I just think the fact that they – we I talk a lot about this yards per play statistic, but – Caleb Williams leads the country with 10.3 yards per play of total offense, like between the run and the pass. Like they are explosive. They've got great receivers. Their defense, as you pointed out to me last Saturday when we were watching, a couple red zone turnovers bailed them out a little bit. But um, if it was 14, I'd be leery of it. But because it's 12 and a half, I think uh, I think the the Trojans can cover that and keep it rolling. Yeah, Jordan Addison's touchdown, that 75-yarder where he spun after he caught the ball and covered the last 20 yards. And then they they cut to the sideline. They showed Jerry Rice because Rice's uh, son is on USC. And he was he was just kind of nodding his head. It was just like it was a really cool moment, really cool yep. thing to see. Uh, my two-pointer, you know where I'm going with this, Vanderbilt oh, plus two-and-a-half at Northern <laughs> Illinois. Northern Illinois won the MAC last year. So uh, they're Thomas not a Hammock. pushover, pushover. Rocky Lombardi, right, is their quarterback. Um, they run the football. But, uh, yeah, I like what I've seen so far out of Vanderbilt. Uh, this is, you know, probably, almost definitely. The, actually, they're not even in favor. I was going to say the last game they're going to be in favor. Last 
this will be their most competitive game the rest of the season. They, I know they want that, that third win. Um, they lost 45-25 last week to Wake Forest. There were some encouraging signs in that game. Wake Forest is very good. Um, Sam Hartman was back. And, uh, you know, the fact that they scored 25 in that one made me feel like they can, you know, score at a reasonable rate. They, they put up big numbers against inferior opponents the first two weeks. The 25 against Wake Forest made me feel okay. Uh, I'm going with the alma mater right here. Vanderbilt plus two and a half at Northern Illinois. Are they going to a bowl game? Northern Illinois? No, Vanderbilt. No. This year? No. No, you're not going to get to six? You're not gonna, they're not going to get to six. Okay. I, the bottom of the SEC so. East, there's a win in there too. Um, I, I, the answer is always yes with your alma mater. Is <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ohio gonna, going to a bowl game this year? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. No. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's the Mac East. Anything can happen. Um, Oklahoma, 11 and a half. I, I said, you know, in our show yesterday, I thought that they were going to stomp Nebraska or maybe not stomp, but I just think it's too much. You're asking Nebraska, it's going to go one of two ways, right? These college kids are either going to be super hyper-focused in front of the home crowd, hey, frost is out, the pressure's off, or the emotion of that, and I just go back to Big Ten Media Day, a lot of these players were saying how much they love frost. And oh, were they lying? Or were they told to lie? No, I mean, like, and I think Oklahoma coming in there, this was a close game last year, but I think Oklahoma made it close by turning the ball over and making a lot of bad mistakes. I like their efficiency with Dylan Gabriel. I like their guys on the outside. 11 and a half to me is like, it's either going to be a really tight game or Oklahoma is going to crush them. I don't think if Nebraska crushes Oklahoma Saturday, I'll just message you. We can do a Twitter spaces on that because I'll be very shocked if it happens. No question. No question. All right. One pointer. I am going with Kansas state who looked very good last week, beating Missouri 40 to 12. Uh, They are 14 and a half point favorites against Tulane. Uh, 14 and a half. Deuce Vaughn. Love him. 445 yards, two touchdowns last week. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Adrian Martinez is not putting up big numbers throwing, uh, but he's not putting up big interception numbers either. He had that problem a little bit at Nebraska. Uh, Martinez ran for 52 yards last week. I just, I think, uh, they, you know, they're very well coached. I think they're ready to, to you know, two, two lane is two and oh. Uh, but uh, I like Kansas State, and uh, you know they're getting some buzz as as a, as a team that's going to be a threat in the Big Twelve uh, moving forward, especially when Texas and Oklahoma leave. And uh, I think they can they can take Tulane uh, and win by three touchdowns. Cool. Yeah, and I my one pointer is a hard one, but I'm intrigued by this game. So I had to, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna make a pick just so I have to have Talk some about investment it. other than yeah a purdue and syracuse game oh Fun I, I took that one off my list actually i had it you, originally who did you pick purdue so did i so i'm picking purdue with my one and it was a tough pick because it's an even spread it. right even it's not it's not a sweet 16 basketball game either this is a <laughs> football game at you know and uh even spread so it's a pick them i'm going with purdue on the road Tricky game though because Syracuse is balling. They, they their offense looks pretty good. They're scoring a bunch of points. I just 
I think Purdue can go in there with their offense. This could be one of those really fun games that, you know, Twitter likes to say this game's drunk or this game's off the rails or whatever the new <laughs> saying next week will be about what is cool. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be a game that has a lot of points. Um, and, uh, I got Purdue winning. So I think it's worth a one just to have some fun. I, I should get a bonus point if I'm like, is there going to be more than like 110 points in this game or something? Because I think they're <laughs> going to put both teams will go in the forties. Maybe it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I, th- I like Purdue uh, better quarterback and, you know, Syracuse. I don't trust them. Like they, they beat Louisville. They look good against Louisville. Dino Babers has had one good season so far. I, I, I I'm, I'm still not convinced um, that they are ready to have another eight, nine, 10 win season. Like they did a couple of years ago under Dino, but um, who knows? I mean, we'll see. Um, all right. Trivia answer, Bill Scott Frost, 13 and oh, who did UCF beat in the bowl game? Well, I mean, they beat Auburn. Mm-hmm. I, I in the Chick-fil-A peach bowl. And that was the, I believe like Auburn beat Alabama. Right. So that's why this whole claim in a national championship thing happened because they they beat them and you know we we have zach al-khatib who works for us at sporting news is in alabama grad and all you have to do is say ucf and he gets mad like it's, it's amazing I, and i remember at the time i was just like yeah that ucf matches up well in the secondary he'd lose his mind like just like and i just do it to mess with him and uh no but yeah i mean and here's 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 the thing and i, I won't go on too long about it but i do believe there's something to be said about having the pressure of coaching at your alma mater because you care so much because Scott Frost didn't get stupid. I mean, he lost a lot of one score games. He was very good at central Florida. He's a very good offensive coordinator at Oregon. And I think he could be a very good coach somewhere else, but just sometimes the pressure of being at your alma mater and, and everybody, myself included thought, Oh yeah, it's game changer because we just watched him go 13 and oh, so I, I hope that he catches on somewhere else. Like, like to me, I made the example, like in a couple of years, it wouldn't surprise me if he like went to like UCLA or something and was awesome because the pressure's off. So, you know, he I hope he, he needs well. to go to the, the Nick Saban rehab center before he'll he goes uh, analyst. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's an a good analyst. Can we get a bonus point on that? Will, <laughs> will Scott Frost be an analyst at Alabama next year? True or false? True. True. Um, someone wrote about it that the 27, 27- coaching cycle where chip kelly jimbo fisher and scott frost all look like home run home run home run and right uh we have not had a home run quite yet with all three of them uh to different differing degrees the two quarterbacks in that peach ball last thing before we go extra Mc- trivia mixed mckenzie milton mckenzie milton jarrett stidham yes wow yeah, there you go Bill I Bender had to, for, had to think for a second. I this, need to go next level. And like, wow, that's a you're going to get a tough one next week, boy. That was terrific. Yeah, they they um, Milton Milton was he had the next year yeah. he got hurt. He got yeah. hurt the next year, and then yeah. Auburn. Uh, I remember writing some Jarrett Stidham takes that didn't come true. I would just put it that way. So, um, you know, it, it. But that's Auburn. Well, good for you. On fire with the trivia. Hopefully you're not on fire with your confidence picks as I come from behind here. Uh, That's all for today's show. Thank you, everybody, for joining uh, CFB Nation All-America podcast. 
Again, Bill Trochi, Bill Bender from SportingNews.com. We will see you at possibly a Twitter Spaces this weekend. We'll definitely see you for a podcast next Wednesday morning and next Thursday morning. Uh, thank you all for joining us and enjoy the weekend.